Welcome back to the PTQ podcast, and today we have a special episode for you. So, we're still on Clarity, we're still on Season 1 Perception, but I got a guest speaker today. Her name is Sia, one of my best friends. We met at UF way, way long ago. It's been, a, it's been quite a while now. Uh, but yeah, she's here today, and it's actually my fifth um, different version of my studio. We're at the, the painting studio that she works at at the moment. Uh, go ahead and say hi, Sia. Hi, happy to be here. Yeah, so um, Sia is a very important person in my life. Um, she came along. I told you guys a little bit about what happened with my previous relationship many years ago. And Sia just kind of got like, like, boop, plopped right into my life at a very dark, low time for me. And she was kind of that like helping hand that pulled me out of that, got me, you know, off my ass and getting to the library and studying and going to the gym and stuff. So Sia is a very important person to me. And she shows me every day what it means to be an idiot. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, really excited to have her here. And we're going to be talking about a lot of the topics that we covered in the previous episode. If you haven't listened to Clarity Part 1, go do that now. Like I always say, open up your hearts, your minds, your ears, everything, your eyes. Just pay attention, really get as much as you can out of this, and ask yourself those introspective questions. And also, I promised that I would come back and talk about last episode's uh, homework assignment I gave you, so I hope you all came up with your mantra. Um, I'm going to ask all you guys to be commenting that, you know, letting me know what you came up with, uh, how you've been doing with all that, and did you do your day in review? I hope you did. If you didn't, you're going to do it today. So, welcome back. Glad you're here. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. And you are listening to the PTQ Podcast, live from Painting with a Twist. <laughs> All right, so this is my first guest speaker episode, and we were originally going to try to really structure this, make it like a, like kind of box topics, you know, like I do in my normal episodes, but I don't think that's how this is going to go, because I know me and I know Sia, and I think that this is just going to be a, a big, long conversation, and you're going to get some important nuggets, tidbits here and there, so... Let's just keep it natural, keep it organic. So I want to start off right away with a topic that Sia brought up to me um, after listening to that first episode. And I'm just going to give you the floor right now and let you kind of introduce what you were talking to me about with that. Yeah, so essentially it is subconscious programming. And you've probably heard that idea bounced around. Um, I like to think of it as, you know, your headspace and whatever you put into it will flourish. So it is in everything. I mean, it's who you surround yourself with, the people you listen to and take advice from, the movies you consume, your, you know, your mental diet per se. So the books you read, you know, what kind of podcasts are you listening to? What type of shows do you watch? Like everything really has an imprint on your mind. And therefore, when you listen to the right things and you have, you know, a positive diet in terms of your headspace, it's going to take your mind is like a computer. It's going to take all those inputs and it's going to help you in every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. I really like how you kind of describe it as like being a computer and especially the diet aspect. Um, because, you know, we love to talk about like our food diets and our like our, our healthy habits and everything. But really, really, your everything you do goes in and then you get an output. And if you're not putting the right things in, you're not going to get the right things out. So I really like how you talk about um, specifically your mental diet and how to kind of filter that down. I want to, I want to give, I want people to be able to walk away from this episode with, um, kind of like, uh, tidbits, uh, tasks that they can do to make their, their filter better. Sure. Like how do you, things. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Practical things. So like, you know, I love talking about this stuff, but like, how can we help people better, um, improve their, their overall diet, not just their, their food, their intake, their gym, you know, like all that fun stuff. But how do you step by step from the very beginning start cultivating that 
uh, lifestyle of only including the important things and what, what are the important things? What does a good mental diet look like? Yeah, I mean, so in your last episode, you kind of talked about, you know, being aware of your thoughts. Like, what does go through your head? Like, what are you currently thinking of? What are the mental patterns that go in and out on a day-to-day basis? You know, when you're in a calamity or when you're having a good day, what do you think of? What Are there patterns? Are there things that come up? And for me, I was listening to that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know. For myself personally, I don't know. So I have to do part of my homework assignment. Um, I came up with this saying. I did that. Um, Got your mantra. Yeah, mine. Yeah, everything stuff. always works out. But I've used that for years. So technically, I didn't even do my homework. I need to work on that. Um, but I will try to do my day in the life tomorrow. Um, you know, calculate all the things that went wrong, all the things that went well, and right. really analyze that and think about, try to think about my mental patterns. But I will try to go into today's day. Um, being aware of my thoughts. So to answer your question, you first need to be aware of what is happening right now. You need to be aware of what you are thinking about um, in order to change it. And you have to know what you want, right? So have that end goal in mind, right? Yeah, Yeah, because you're not going to get to the end goal if you don't define it. Yeah. And I always, you know, goals is tricky. I always like to say create systems, not goals. And that's um, shout out Atomic Habits. Great book. Um, And you chip at it incrementally 1% each day. So it's not, you know, this dramatic change that you'll see, you know, Tuesday or Thursday. Like It is very much in the little things. And to change those little things, you need to start shaping your diet based on who you want to become and who you want to be. So for me, I tend to really accept only positive media and books and, you know, music even and people even, you know, and, and I try to refrain as much as I can from anything that's negative or, you know, anything in the bracket of negativity. I think you mentioned something to me about, I'm not sure if this is you or if I just kind of like happened to come across this after you told me about it, but there's some people that say like, like millionaire successful people, like if a negative commercial comes on, they'll literally just turn it off. Like yeah. it's to the point where like, and yeah. yes, that might be like a little Extreme, excessive and everything. Yeah. Like no one wants to watch like the sad dog commercials and all that. But like <laughs> oh, that when you cry. like, when you start to like fundamentally get rid of those, those toxic inputs, all of a sudden, like you start to see things a little bit differently, you know, because when I, I think that our, our media is a little bit corrupted in the sense of um, the news is successful based on how much emotion they can evoke from people, how, how many people they can draw into their headlines, sure. get to watch. And, yeah. and really at the core of it, it's easier to make a negative headline than it is a positive. Yeah. I think it's much easier. It takes less effort to look for bad things in this world than it does to look for good. That's my Definitely. take on it. And I think that the media in particular and the news and the things that we constantly are being put in our face yeah. and make seem like this is what's happening everywhere. It's just bad, bad, bad. Everything's bad. They, they aren't looking for the positive headlines. They're looking for the negative stuff because it stirs controversy. It gets more views, it, you know, and it's, it, it all comes down to profit. Sure. But that's, that's a whole other story. Basically what I'm getting at is when you have this constant influx of negative, 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 and even, even sometimes you don't even perceive it as negative, but like when I started my fitness account and everything, you know, uh, next thing you know, like those social media apps, they have algorithms and they want you to see certain things to keep you looking, to keep you coming back. They, they reinforce exactly what you look at. Whatever you look at, whatever you continue to look at and like, that is what your feed's gonna be filled with. So for me, I thought it was a positive at first. You know, you talk about role models and like looking up to people and having something to kind of strive for. But my whole social media became, every time I open up Instagram, I see these giant dudes like 
top 0.1% physiques, you know, they're probably, I mean, most of them probably on steroids, just not being transparent about it. And like, <laughs> they preach these like amazing lifestyles. You see them, they got all this money, they got these cars, but like, they don't talk about what got them there. And half the time you have to question whether or not that's even like real, what you're seeing. And you, you constantly get these things reinforced in your face. And it's like, why am I looking at this? Yeah, like, sure. what good is this doing me? It's just making me feel worse about myself and making me not be grateful for the things that I already have. It gets you into that mindset of like, well, now I want more because I don't have enough. Not focusing on like, why are you happy with what you already have? Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, you said a lot of great, you said a lot of great things there. I mean, one of the things that came up in my mind when you discussed the news was, you know, I mean, people are just trying to get their fill on what's happening in the world and their events. I personally don't watch the news, but um, I, you know, I read the news. I do other things like that to be well informed. Um, and I can get better at that for sure. I love learning um, about the world around me, but you know, it's reminding me of how our brains are biologically programmed to, and like hardwired to scan the negative aspects of our environment in order to stay away from them. And our brain does this to keep us safe, like to keep our body safe. And this has been, you know, in human brains since the beginning of time. However, in modern society, we don't have current threats like a bear running in front of you about to eat your whole family. Right, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, I don't know if you live in the mountains and you're listening to this, you might have a different <laughs> story. But I personally think that that's, you know, you can't um, get upset at the fact that you pick out the negative aspects of your environment, of your life, of your day-to-day, -day, of people around you, of the news, of certain figures. That is how you are designed to think in terms of picking out negative aspects, dangerous aspects, unsafe things, and refraining from them. That's why you think of things that are negative. That's why you have anxious thoughts about, you know, anything in your day-to-day, -day, driving to work, or, you know, oh, what if it goes wrong, or what if, that's just normal. And, you know, it's not, you need to normalize that. You have to understand that everyone has that. Everyone thinks Absolutely, like that. Yeah. Everyone has a, um, there's a threshold, right? Everyone's might look a little different, but everyone does have it. So that's comforting in and of itself for me, at least. Um, however, your brain is like a computer. So you can subconsciously reprogram the computer, right? So people always say, you know, I don't know if when you're growing up, you're like, oh my gosh, calculators are so smart. Like, why do we even do math? And it's like, yeah, dude, but like someone built the computer. Yeah, who made the calculator? And, who made the, the computer? Yeah. And the calculator and the computer is only as good as what you program into it. So it's not, if it's not, it doesn't have the hardware to support something, it's not going to support it. Absolutely. Um, so the same thing works with your headspace and your mind. So if you allow yourself to reprogram the little functions inside of your little brain in your mind, maybe you have a big brain, you know. Um, not us. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. We were just talking about how we like share one brain cell. Um, however, you have to understand that if you chip away at it incrementally by 1% each day, you can achieve great things. You need to realize that right now, you need to reflect on your life as it is and say like, am I like reaching my peak? Like, could I be doing more for myself, for others, for, you know, for God, if that's something that is passionate to you? You know, like you need to understand that you shouldn't be going through the motions every single day and doing the same thing you did yesterday, today. Maybe you change by 1% each day yes. for, your yeah. men, for your mind space. And that is going to reach, or that's going to help you reach infinite heights. Like, all you have to do is think of it consciously every day. Maybe you have some sort of um, 
I don't know, some habit that allows you to think like that. You don't need, I mean, you know, you hear about journaling and you hear about this work and that work. And it's like, yeah, that's great. Some people do it. I know people who benefit from that, but I've personally never done that. However, you just need some sort of reminder or an alarm set to just dial down and think about it. Like, I'm not saying sit down and meditate and like do hymns or like, you know, go out to a park and just sit alone with your thoughts. Like, you don't need to be weird. Like, just sit down and think for a minute, like, Assess yourself. Like assess your day. Yeah. And you talked about this in the last podcast. You have to you have to understand what it is that you're doing in order to understand what it is that needs to change to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And I think that I was just having a conversation with a friend about this last night. And it's like, why is it that people can define these end goals and write out these goal lists? And I, I covered this a little bit on one of my episodes, but why can we so carefully, so meticulously define these goals and then somehow get to the end of the year and not actually achieve any of them? It's because we write goals and we talk about things and then we don't actually go back to the basics like the athletes you know you got to go back to your to your bread and butter like the stuff that that makes the foundation for everything like if a billionaire stops doing the basics if elon musk forgets about like self-assessment and stops worrying (laughs) about his mental space and everything he has the burden of all this money and all these responsibilities now without that basic foundation he's gone he's crumbled exactly yeah i I saw one yesterday yeah i know like it wouldn't have driven past me so like you have to understand that i mean i'm very um, what's the word, um, traditional when it comes to like getting your life together. Like it's, it's in the basics. It's if you exercise every day, if you sleep eight hours and if you eat properly, that's essentially like, if you don't do those three things, your, the rest of your life is not going to be. But people, I don't think people understand what that's actually doing for you. I think that when you're speaking to a population, it's easy to talk about these things with me and you, we, we do them. And it's just like, we've gotten to a point where it's like, it's habit. It's not really something we think about anymore, but like, we're, we're talking to probably a population of many people who are trying to understand why is this important to me. They need to put passion behind it so they can start doing it. Oh, yeah, purpose, and to those, to those people, sure. exactly. You need purpose. You need passion behind the things you do. And to those people, I say it's not just at surface value, those things that you're doing. The, the eating healthy, the, the sleeping right, the, especially the going to the gym part, and I'll preach that all day. You, beginners, when you're going to the gym, it's not about those outcome measures, those tangible, physical, like you shouldn't be looking in the mirror every day and seeing change. You're not going to. Not going it, to that's yeah. that's the whole basis of this, like chip away, you know, 1% better each day. You don't see those things. And like, it, you look at stocks, you know, look at a day of a stock, of a very <laughs> successful long-term stock. <laughs> when you go it flip could, to the year. Right, yeah. Uh, you you got to zoom out. You got to zoom like, out. Where did that little, the even, even the week, yeah. Even the week, the month, it could be like total crash. You could look, it looked yeah. like the worst stock in the world. Then the worst stock and zoom out to 10 picture. years yeah. and it's like Tesla, you know? So, so true. That's, that's really what I try to tell people in the beginning phases. Like, it's not about tangible outcome measures. It's not about feeling, looking different. I mean, maybe feeling a little bit, but like, you have to ditch the physical outcome measures Definitely. and stop looking at materialistic ways to scale your own progress. And yeah. I specifically have been doing this recently. I feel like I got on this whole like journey of, you know, introspection, self-discovery, all that to 2023, like a lot of reading, a lot of uh, like looking within, Good. a lot of figuring Good. myself yeah. out. And everyone needs that stage in their life. Yeah. And, you know, I hit this year and I'm like, okay, I talk a lot. I really do talk a lot. And I talk a lot about all these things I want to do. I need to start acting. So like, this is my year of action. And like, I've been doing that very 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 like aggressively and I think that January I was riding this high of like I'm doing it I'm finally doing it like I'm putting action behind the words I started the podcast I'm doing these races I'm training 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 school's going well all of a sudden February hits and I'm like why do I feel like shit yeah and it's the same with your headspace you know like you can't think about yourself like you're, you're you want to be positive you want to have a good headspace like 
your thoughts make up a vast majority of your life. You want your headspace to be a good place, right? Yeah. But, you know, you're working on this and you're saying, like, I'm going to commit to positivity. I'm not going to watch negative things anywhere. I'm going to I'm gonna curb it, you know. I'm going to start chipping away at it. But then you sit and you have a negative thought while you're in the process of having the goal to be more positive. And you're like, oh, like, why did it happen? Yeah, thought, why did it happen? Why like, now? oh, I'm helpless. Like, I can't, I can't do it. Like, and you can't let, you can't get bogged down by that. Just like how you said, you look in the mirror, you don't see a physical change. You're not going to see a mental change that quick. Right. It takes time because a computer is built over a lot of time, or at least the first computer, right? Um, yeah, I think they're building I, I pretty fast now. I don't know much about computers. <laughs> not really very well versed on that. But what I can say is to re- program your mind you need to put a lot of work in and it's it's discipline and you talked about this in other podcasts and you know it is something you have to improve at by one percent each day and like yes I talk about the basics and you know eating well sleeping right and exercising are very important like your blood flow is very important to your brain in order for your brain to think and then oh, we can go on a whole tangent about that I love it I love it but like even just you know your nutrition it it aids the chemicals that create your thoughts, you know? So, yep. I mean, it's all very granular and chemical and um, I don't have vast knowledge. Let's on save that for Huberman and all those stuff. guys. Yeah, but yeah, I love Huberman. But you're, you're, getting at, you're getting at a very good point. It's, yeah. it's that in order to chip away at these foundational concepts and to get into that headspace of like, okay, let's do discipline. Because it's, it really is a hard thing to like set aside expectations. It's yeah. so easy to say, yeah. reduce expectations and just commit to the ground. People say <laughs> like, sure. enjoy the process, you know, yeah, like, like what does that mean? embrace Tangibly. the suck. Like tell me what that means. Right, but, but like, yeah. but it's very easy to say that and it's very easy to get going with that. Yeah. But then what happens when I talk about these exit points, you know, like the first one being you just give up because you're not seeing results. The second one, you've been doing it forever and it gets monotonous. So it's Let's yes. talk about the first one again. It's like, this is where people are trying to see something that you're not going to see. It's like in the same way that you're like, you know, not to get like super religious here, but like when in your relationship with God, if you're a Christian, like you're, you may, maybe you're not always seeing things and sometimes your faith gets reduced. And for me, that was like a very long period of time in my life. And it's like, that's, that's kind of the concept of faith. Yes, like the you have to, of faith, you have to right? put your yeah. head down and do yeah. the work and reduce expectations and just know that like your your mantra, like everything's yeah. gonna be okay. Everything always works and out. It does, and it, it looks different for everybody. And I think for some people, you get into very low points in your life, and that's when you start asking yourself like, why would this happen to somebody? Like why? Like I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. But but then it's really interesting how always retrospectively years later we can look back on those moments and understand that that's actually what fundamentally changed us as a person and allowed us to get into that headspace that we were looking for at that time that we thought, Oh my God, now I'm finally ready to get going. And I'm absolutely like getting my head dragged through the mud and the world stomping on me. And like, why does this happen to me? And those are those selfish thoughts of like, you're not the only one struggling. Like <laughs> everyone is struggling. Everyone's it's struggling relative, with something. Like, it's all around you. It's all, and yeah. like we're not going to play the comparison game of who go, who's gone through more strife and struggle and everything. Like it doesn't matter. It's, the point is, you have two options of what to do with that struggle. You either continue to get dragged through the mud, stay down in your hole, not go anywhere, or you take it as like a okay, this is a trial. How am I going to rebound from this? Like what am I going to learn from this? And I, I also talked about this. It's like turning great segue here into like the whole topic of the the season perception everything comes down to how you perceive things we're talking about negative positive media perceive the positive yeah once you start looking for things like i was i was talking to a buddy about this like 
why do we think we always see our favorite number everywhere? Yeah. Or like yeah, our favorite yeah. color or like There's a psychological it term is. for it. It's, it's called, um, um was it confirmation bias or something or it's related. We just said two completely different things. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, I know. We're like we're so <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I learned about availability heuristic. What's readily available in your mind is what you tend to think of. So if That you know, sounds more right than what I said. It's like if said. you went to the zoo yesterday and you pet all the cute little baby giraffes and then you're asked the next day like, "Oh, what's your favorite animal?" You're like, "Oh, baby giraffes." Yeah, or you like It's like that. Exactly. Like you watch a show and you've had this favorite show for your whole life, but you yes. watch this new one and it's really good. Now for the next three months, you're going to tell everyone that's your favorite show. And then as soon as it's been like a year, it's like, oh, wait, no, that other one was definitely my favorite. So we think very, very, very like carefully and subconsciously about things that we don't realize we're thinking about if we make that the center of our mind. Yeah. So like my favorite number is 32. Why? March 2nd's my birthday. So like ever since I was a kid, like it was always my number in baseball. Was, so I feel like yeah. I see it everywhere. Mine's 27. Like, yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> like I'm sure everyone cares to know our favorite number, but like the, the point being, like when you're thinking about these things and you're subconsciously programming that part of your brain to look for that thing, you're going to see it everywhere. Oh, so yeah. like when people are perpetually negative, perpetually like annoyed, feel like, you know, they're playing that victim mindset of like, ah, uh, my life sucks and why is everyone out to get me and why does nothing ever go my way? The reason why you think that way is because you continue to reinforce that as the truth. It's really interesting because the Stoics like to say that um, a Stoic is not, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, bring yeah. it back. I always do. But the Stoic isn't like the monk on the, the peaceful hill. Like I talked about this before, yeah. like it's not, it, the whole concept is that you need to be that monk on the peaceful hill, that Kung Fu Panda, like, you know, Ugwe, <laughs> the, like you need to take that and be that in the most disturbing and tra high traffic environments. Like you need to take that place and put it here in yes, your brain. You guys can't yes. see me, but I'm pointing at my head. And like take that everywhere you go because your problems will follow you if you keep them inside of you. Oh, for sure. Like you can't just put yourself in a better environment and suddenly everything dissipates and you become like better. Yeah. You no. know, like, I, and again, I, I'm just going to keep referencing things I've said before, but like you go to the mountains or you go out to like on a trip or a vacation with your friends, you go on a cruise. And you're in this mindset of like, well, this is going to change my perception and make me like happier. And I'm going to come home and everything is going to be better. But you're taking all that luggage with you. It's still inside you. Definitely. You didn't address it. Definitely. You're just, you're just, you know, blurring it out for a week. Yeah. And when we talk about like the idea of wanting more and having these high expectations mm -hmm. for yourself, there's a threshold because I think that you look at very successful people and you perceive them as like, oh, they have everything. They're so happy. Like money creates happiness. This idea of like, even if they're stressed out, they can buy their freedom, their peace of mind, basically. But they can't because the more that these people take on, the more you burden yourself with, the more you have to stress about. So it's like I, I would like to think that the people that have the least are the ones that are in the best position to be peace, you know, peace of mind, to have I mean, that peace of mind. Yes and no. I mean, from my standpoint, like the acquisition of wealth is attainable for everyone. Yeah. However, if you have the right mindset going into it, you'll never be overwhelmed and you'll never be pulled in different directions. There's two sides of that. Like, I genuinely do think everyone should, everyone deserves, like God or whoever you believe in, if you believe in the universe, I mean... I don't even the Big Bang. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is you may believe, or you know, if you don't believe um, that, for the purposes of this podcast, I want to say that God created you to succeed. Like you are on this earth to, you deserve prosperity, you deserve love, happiness, success, um, abundance, faith. All these things are very important. Um, nurturing. I mean you deserve all that and you should have that everyone should be aiming towards that because that's what gives you a good life like yes you can be 
you know, um, so peaceful and have a great mindset. But, you know, you, you want to do things too. Like you want to have a fun life. You want to enjoy experiences. You want to sure. experience as much as you can. You know, that quote that's like, you can experience anything, but you can't experience everything. Right. That's so true. Like, and, and it's the same thing. Like you can be, you can have or do or be anything, but you can't have everything. And that's where that filter needs so to be you, in place. Exactly. Like how do you, how you do you pick, pick and choose? Up, your brain is like a, computer yeah like you need to let it pick it's out the scary good it's scary because yeah. once you kind of really tap into your brain and you understand like how much there is to learn you under you almost at the same time understand how much there is that you will never learn yes and it's like you, you know you grow <laughs> up and it's like we're only what you're 23 22 22 20 we're both 22 and you start to realize like okay according to statistics of human lifespan we're about a quarter of the way through this journey <laughs> oh, and yeah. it's like well, it's that, eternity. That's a yeah. that's a big number, right? <laughs> yeah. But like in, in this life, in this earth, yeah, seventy five percent we got left, and it's like it's crazy. We you get to this point through our education, you know, we go into college, we learned a lot of fun stuff and like yeah. life experiences, elders, people teaching us stuff. There's just so, so much that we're much literally never going it's to. Beautiful, so though. it is beautiful, but then it's like, how do I handcraft my journey to go along and sweep the right things into my pile to cultivate the best experience for me? Yes. And I think that that wraps right back around to the beginning stuff that we were talking about of that diet, the mental diet. Oh, because yeah. if you don't have the mental diet, you're eating everything to the <laughs> point where you just become obese mentally. Or nothing. Or, or nothing. nothing. Or nothing. You're not taking in you anything. Either, yeah, you you're either just get going through the flow so overwhelmed that, that you yeah. just go through the motions and you're like, this or you're is you're underwhelmed. Life. Yeah. You know? You don't want to be overwhelmed or underwhelmed. You don't want to be life. overstimulated. You don't want to be understimulated. It's like, it's like this journey of trying to reach the middle threshold of sure. like getting to your potential without either not taking in enough and not like getting to that end of your lifespan and that horrible question of like, did I do enough or, or the opposite? Like, Definitely. Did, you, did you do too much to the point where you couldn't actually hone in on your real skills? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's very important to think about. And I want to touch back on something you, um, not touch back, that's like a football term, right? <laughs> yeah, touch is. base. Um, there we go, we got football back. again in We're this episode. Circle back. Um, <laughs> go birds. Um, <laughs> Go Jags. Um, so I want to talk about how when you discuss the subconscious programming and all of that and, you know, realizing that there's a world of possibilities, that can be very overwhelming for people and very underwhelming for people who feel like they can't attain those things. So in a world of possibilities, it's very important to figure out what those possibilities are and what that looks like for you, what you think you might like, what you think you might not like. There are so many things, and I'm sure you can even attest to this in your life, so many skills and hobbies and adventures that you never thought you would, your beliefs would coincide, coincide no, with. And then you did them and you're like, oh, I love this. And then yeah. that little thing led you to not. So it's like you have to keep an open mind, that's important. But I would say, here's a practical, practical, actionable, <laughs> you know, task for you. I would say to get out a sheet of paper, and this is not journaling, don't worry. Get out a sheet of paper. It can be a sticky note. It can be the size of your house. It can be a notebook, paper, you know, 10 by 12, whatever, whatever you want. Get out a sheet of paper and a pen, not a pencil. Just get a pen that's smooth. And write down from the beginning of the page to the end of the page what a day in your ideal life would look like. Or your entire life would look like. So choose one of those two and write out, you know, you might have everything you want in life. Like for me right now, like I have everything I want in life. Yes, there's things I want to aspire to. Yes, there's things I want to 
be more like. Right, but you're and, content. Like, yeah, I'm you know content. you're like, on the right path. I'm, yeah, I'm like really excited to have kids and marriage and go through life and have a but house. But still, that's not like, where I'm we're so excited stop. to have a house one day. Like, right, yeah. You know, decorate my kitchen. Like, those are huge. But right now, like, I'm so content. And I've gotten that way from doing this. And that is so important. Like, you need to write a full page of like, I have this. I, you know, this is what it looks like. If someone were to interview you in 20 years after you have everything you want, what are those things? You know, do you want to live on a tropical beach? Do you want to, you know, I don't know, drive in Maserati? Do you want to just like sit in your living room, eat hot dogs and watch football? Like what does peace and happiness look like to you? Because fundamentally in all things, we chase peace. Like I'm a firm believer in that. Um, You chase peace in everything you do, whether it be working out, you know, you just want peace, whether it be attaining a big sum of wealth, what, what does that do for you? Like, you have to ask your, what is it? You need the why. Wise. You need the why. Yeah, you yeah, absolutely. Yourself, like, yeah. Why? Why, do I want why, why is the Maserati yeah. going to make your life better? Like, when you're, yeah. I think that this is a really great point because it goes hand in hand with what I was talking about of like the day in review. You should have a day in review of what you're actually doing and then mm-hmm. almost like a, a hypothetical, like idealistic day in review of what you actually want your day in review to look like. Like, here's what's actually happening, and then you have a draft of what you actually want to be happening. Oh, yeah. And then That's make it a task of, like, connecting the two of them. Yeah. How close can I get what's actually, like, how close can I get my real day in review at the end of that day to the day in review that I'm making as my ideal life? And I do, like, I like the points that you're making. And, again, like, maybe for some people, I don't know, maybe materialistic stuff does make you happy. And, like, if you have the money for that to be a possibility, then why not? You know, if yeah. you're a millionaire, go buy your Maserati. Yeah. But, like... Everything is made up. Do whatever you want. <laughs> it is all completely subjective to yeah. like what you believe happiness is and what provides you peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So like, just don't, whatever you do, don't lie to yourself. Yeah. And I think it's very important to keep promises to yourself and people really, really underestimate the value of uh, building up trust with yourself. Integrity. Integrity oh, is yeah. huge because the, the most, the people that, that demonstrate the most integrity are the ones that actually trust themselves enough to undertake the the tasks that they want to go for. That's why they're such big achievers is because you have to actually have that fundamental belief when you take on a task that you're going to achieve Oh, sure. The task. You have to know that. And you only know that if you've previously done that before and yeah. proved to yourself, like, I can draft up an idea. I can then, you know, Execute. actually have the bravery to go and, like, start it. And because that's the hardest part is just getting your foot in the door. Then I also had the bravery to like on the on the bad days, make them good days and oh, show yeah. up anyway for myself. Oh, yeah. And then next thing you know, you're two, three years down the road and you're looking back and you're like, well, I made that out of nothing. Yeah. So clearly I can do like it just it really just builds this, this it confidence. This trust in you yourself. have to yeah. reinforce in the same way that we were talking about the mental diet. You have to reinforce these positive aspects of yourself you have to bring up the positives in yourself to the surface and allow yourself to see them yeah you you can't suppress these things that you could be doing well that you're not allowing yourself to do well and then you're just like creating this false conception of yourself like you're not actually as good as you are but it's because you're just not utilizing your skills to their fullest and how you attain that in my perspective is through discipline and i know you've discussed this on previous episodes and i love all of your episodes so much i don't want to rehash like anything you've already you know, delved Thank into. You. If you haven't listened to the episodes prior to episode one, highly recommend. I love those episodes. I thought those were episodes one, two, and three. And then he's like, you know, I released episode one. I'm like, what? It was it was experimental. <laughs> it was a, I didn't I didn't have a roadmap yet, so yeah. I just I call it season zero. But yeah, yeah, you guys should you guys should definitely uh, go. You got some homework. Go it's, go watch the other it's episodes. It's amazing. I mean, it is such an actionable, practical podcast that you can sit down, listen to, gain something from, and then like execute. You're like, okay. Like now I now I know what to do. For sure. And I like that. And I want to give you another little tidbit of advice. Like 
You have to build that discipline within yourself. The trust comes from discipline and repetition. So that's with any type of trust in life. Like you're not going to have trust in your faith or God or whatever it is without chipping at it every single day and building that trust every single day or else you'll feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like you have to do that every day. And for yourself, you need to have discipline. How do you acquire that? Like by doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it every single time. Exactly. And Who are your closest friends? Think yeah. about that. Those yeah. are the people that show up for you regardless oh, of yeah. the circumstances over and over and over. It's repetition. It's they've repeatedly shown up for you and been that person for you and been there at the hard times and always shown you reinforced That's over true. and over and over that idea of like, this person is there for me regardless of the situation. Mm -hmm. They're going to follow through. And because of that, I now have trust in them. You don't just, I mean, it's probably a problem if you do, but you don't just toss trust out to people. Like, you know, trust is an important thing. Yes. And your inner circle should be a reflection of all the qualities that you want to exhibit in yourself. Oh, yeah. I truly believe that, like, everyone will always tell you, your parents, you know, your elders, everyone, like, you are the people that you hang out oh, with. You but it goes so much it. more deep than that yeah, because, like, what they're trying to say there is, like, you are essentially like growing a garden like when you when you gather these people around and allow them into your lives and like you you become busy you know you life starts to get a little bit turbulent and we get very involved in our career and our personal goals and our relationships and you no longer have time to just be like best friends with everybody you know and that's that's just the reality of life you're going to your, your circle's going to get smaller as the time goes on but the really cool the really valuable important part of that is that you have the ability to create like your perfect strike force like your team your your power <laughs> your personal, your, your personal power rangers of like will. yeah exactly of like the people that exhibit all of the qualities that you deem important in your life like i talked about um guiding principles i look for people that exhibit those principles to pull around me to keep around me to make me more likely to exhibit those principles myself yeah. and that that was the whole idea of having guest speakers on this podcast was like I already have all my topics laid out. I already have everything, like, the ideas are there, but now it's like, who should speak on these ideas? It should be the people that exhibit those qualities all the time, have the integrity, and are just, like, a living example of what, like, to me, I think that you are a living example of, like, clarity. You you always, yeah, so like, honored. know what's going on. <laughs> I, told, I told you, I thought I told you this, but, like, I think that this, this topic is clarity, this topic is perception, and I think that you're someone who does that very well in your life, and you Thank have you. that under control, and I think that... It is important to have those people around you because I talked about this before, but you have the ability, this really, really cool, valuable ability in this world to go around and just pull from the insane troughs of knowledge from all these different people oh, yeah. around you. Like oh, yeah. There's strangers, a Japanese anyone. concept of that. It's like, I don't know. I remember learning it like AP Human or something. Really? You know what I'm talking about? It's That's like pretty cool. I'm surprised I don't know about Shika that. Shikadawu or something like along those lines. Sounds it's about right. Essentially, <laughs> the Japanese, um, a very long time ago, would, I mean, I'm sure they still do it, um, they would incorporate incorporate an aspect of every culture that they would travel around the world and visit. And they would incorporate that into their own Japanese culture to be able to succeed and reach so many new heights. And It's kind of like Musashi when he was saying in my one episode, like, you need to know all trades to be the best at your yeah, own. Like, incorporate yeah. all the... Because the more perspectives you have, the more you can sharpen your own into what you truly believe is, like, most beneficial to you. Yeah. You know, exploring all those paths. It's, you don't need to be a master of all those. No, no, you, know, you just need familiarity master, what is that, with them. All the trade. What is that Master one? of none or ma People always say trade. that about themselves. Yeah, and they're like, think it's a bad thing. But no, you should, you should explore life. You should do everything. Yeah. You should, 
you know, learn everything's as many interconnected. skills. You don't have to be like a master of one. Maybe be master of one of them, you know, like, yeah. and then everything else is just there. Life, I mean, all this is made up. Like, jobs are made up. And this is made Like, I, like, truly, I mean, everything is made up. The only true things are universal truths and God, in my opinion. The everything brain named was, itself. The brain named itself. <laughs> Isn't that like, crazy? Are you kidding crazy me? Crazy idea. Just, it could have, the word for brain could have been like Clementine. Everything's made yeah. up. And I already know my friends are going to clown on me for saying all this because even my little It's true, like, though. It's stop true. Stop saying that. Like, um, but I genuinely think, and going back to the circle you surround yourself with, um, it is very important to surround yourself with very great people. They always say, if you feel like you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. You're making a mistake. And that's so true because the other thing I want to bring up is you, by virtue of like surrounding yourself with certain people, you are programming your subconscious. Yep. Again, it's everything that enters your brain. It's like if you have a child or, you know, a young sibling. Um, I have siblings that are like a decade younger than me. So I always think of it like, I always have my little siblings and I wouldn't expose them to bad things when they're like two or three or like an inappropriate, you know, commercial or something comes on. I change it. Do the same thing with your mind. You have to treat yourself like that because if you want to achieve greatness, you cannot be feeding your brain with anything that isn't short of greatness. hundred percent. And that's people. I mean, you know, you could have people in your life that you really respect in certain areas of their life and other aspects. Maybe they're not so well, but it's not about finding like perfect people to have in your life. Right. It's about having people in your life that really succeed at something or what some they skill do. that you admire. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I, that, I love that because I, I was, I was saying in one of my first episodes, like you look around and maybe sometimes like someone's doing something that you don't necessarily even like at all. Like, maybe I hate painting and I hate art. I don't, but, like, I'm just not good at it. You just said that or, llama I painted is really good. No, I, I, yeah, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I do like the llama on the wall. is a very good painter. She's been teaching for a long time. Oh, but my gosh. But what I'm getting at is, like, you see people doing these things and exhibiting these skills that you don't have. <clears throat> and sometimes, you know, it's like, well, I have no interest in that, so I'm not even going to talk to them. Well, that's closed-minded because, for me, it's like, I want to look at these people and understand, like, okay, they're a very interesting person. They're a very passionate person, and they're very, very good at this one particular thing. So I'm going to talk to them about that. I'm going to understand, like, what that does for them. Like, maybe that is their key to their peace of mind. Like, it is a very, very common thing to see these people that you look at, and you're like, they have their shit together. They most likely have one or two things that they are very, very good at that serves as, like, their outlet that they keep coming back to because it is a way to exhibit those skills and make them proud of themselves and, and reinforce that idea of, like, I am successful. I am good at what I do. You don't have to be, you won't be amazing at everything. You won't. You can try as many things as you want in the world. You'll never be able to try everything. But the reality of the situation is you're probably going to be like incredibly good at 10% of those things. Yeah. Decent at like maybe, I don't know, another 40, 50 if you're lucky. And the remainder, you're probably going to be garbage at because you don't just become a master of something the first couple times doing it. Trust me. I tried pickleball and I'm terrible. (laughs) It's not going to happen for me. It's I'm so not. Fun, it's it's fun. fun. It's fun, even if you're bad. But <laughs> the, the whole point that I'm getting at here is like, there's a reason why these people form the life that they form doing what they're doing. And yes. it's your job to ask the questions. Like you have the ability in this world to go up to anyone that you want and ask them questions and, you know, pick away at their mind. And I, I look at every single person that I meet in my life as like, a treasure chest of like opportunity every and ideas. Interaction, every yeah. interaction you every have, single you have to start like, I've talked about this so many times like like almost like turning your life into like a like a fantasy world like yeah yeah it's a video game think of it like a video game and everyone around you is like a 
an important NPC that you can go like gather knowledge from. I mean, they're all their own main character, but like in your story, you're the main character. And like, if you want to improve on all those skill trees and make yourself a better like you know character and and get all your all your skills buff, get to that higher level. Like literally, if you want to level up in life, you need to take on quests from other people. Yeah. You need to go meet new people. You need to go talk to the people that are on a higher level than you. You know, subjectively, and understand what it is that got them to that point because yeah. that is just another thing to take and add to your pot. Yeah, and add value to them in some way. Help people as much as you can. That is like right. the biggest blessing on the face of the earth to me. Like helping any anyone that you possibly can. You and know? correct me if I'm wrong, but like is it not the best feeling in the world to be asked by someone like what drives you and like like if someone came up to you and asked to like talk about painting and what makes you happy oh, about painting. I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well like, then, I don't know. Lights are on no one's home in That's here. not what I wanted you to say, but not in the studio. You, under, you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah, when, yeah, when you're very sure. when you're very passionate about something, um just nod, say yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go along like, with it. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. See, I told you, told you to say yes to everything. I, I, I want to talk about, like, passion because I don't, I, you know, currently, you know, I'm changing my beliefs all the time, all, like, my thought patterns, you know this. I'm like, right. wake up one day, I'm like, oh, should I be an astronaut? Like, you, but, like, for me, I think passion comes later. Maybe it might never come to you. A lot it does of people, come later. It's actually two weeks from now. Yeah. Next episode, passion, <laughs> Next episode. passion, emotion, shout oh, out gosh, episode two. I will two. not be there for that one. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, I really think discipline is above all. Like discipline is above motivation. Discipline is above passion. And you can't necessarily know. It's such a luxury to have that passion first. Like for me, I, you know, I just took one of those little career tests in sixth grade we were required to. And I just kept taking it and it just said the same thing. It was like, I think it was lawyer, number one, two, entrepreneur, three, artist. And like... Sia's going to be a lawyer, by the way. She's about to go yeah, to law school. And, and I also <laughs> coined her motto, uh, Sia in court. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Now it's, it's a great public. one, isn't it? Yeah. The internet. Yeah, wow. but we already... We he already... Like snuck that. He's like, I get 10%. I'm like, you're not going to see me on the billboard. I'm like, <laughs> you know, a floaty tube on. This is like a partnership a, now. Yeah, this is a partnership. Sia in court. Yeah, if I ever even go into litigation. But um, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> anyway. I, uh, I really think that discipline comes first. If you keep being disciplined in the little things, the foundational core aspects of human life and flourishing and what that means means um i believe you know eating right sleeping well and exercising but if you take away one thing from this podcast i would say conquer your headspace first because once you do that the rest of your life is like sunshines and butterflies i, I swear like it is so nice to dial in and like really understand your subconscious and like that you really care about your own mind space because once you really care about it and you have the discipline to work and chick chip away at it one percent incrementally each day it will it will just keep making you flourish and flourish and flourish and i mean it is just amazing it literally feels like a light gets like shined on your life and everything <laughs> just becomes happier like you know it's you, you probably like you hear us talk about these things and it's like what are, what are these guys on but like <laughs> you no know, really like when you conquer your own headspace and you become like the king of your own world and you're able to like rule that kingdom within yeah. the confines of your it's own beautiful. brain it is beautiful it's because then it allows you the ability then to stop um using up so much i mean we only have so much battery life every yeah. day right and when people get very anxious and don't, you know, self-assess and get overwhelmed by things that are going on in their life, there's so much traffic going on up here in your yeah. brain that you don't even have the energy to be like expending it on those external things yeah. and like your hobbies. Yeah. Because you're so always like 
over encompassed over um you're stimulated by your yeah, own thoughts like, like your thoughts are just made up it, little chemicals it, floating around yeah you've like, got too much going on don't up here think it. and once you really start to and the, the process of doing it is not fun it's and not i'd fun. say that all the time it's like because you have to be critically honest with yourself you have to it's so easy for us to look around at other people and point out what they're doing wrong and yeah. you know what what things they have wrong with them but it's because it all comes from a projection of what we know is wrong with us oh my gosh and, yeah <clears throat> excuse me it's just over and over and over it's like you get the choice every day to either judge other people for their actions or judge yourself for why you're projecting those ideas or just look within and understand like who am i to press this judgment on this person when i don't even have my stuff together yeah like i don't i don't do the work myself so why do i get to go around like being the judge of other people and really and even you if you do you still don't get to yourself exactly it's, and it's very like the reason why i love the medium of this podcast and of really everything that i'm doing is like you guys all have the ability right now to hit the pause button to hit the x button to quit out of the app you can unfollow me you can you can give this podcast a one-star review and ruin my life but <laughs> the whole point of it is like you're making the the conscious decision to listen to this you can yeah. stop whenever you want i would never press any of these ideals on anyone it's like you have to get to a point where you understand that like people will only learn when they want to learn. Mm -hmm. People will only change when they want to change. People you can't change people. People only get what they want. Like, exactly. They want. You when have you know to. What they want. You have to know what you want, and you have to actually want it to the point where you're willing to start taking those action steps. Yes. Because you just you can't go around changing other people in your life if they don't actually want to change and are reaching out a hand saying, "Please help me." And the best way that we can do this, because I'm sure there's a lot of people in your life who, like. We got those 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 helpers, those, I forget what the personality type, I think mine's like ENFJ or whatever. If you're anyone who's like a feeling extrovert, one of those personality types, you're probably looking around all the time trying to like help other people and you derive all of your like satisfaction, your happiness in life from like helping those around you. Sometimes we go a little too deep with it and it's like yeah. you need to leave people alone to a certain extent. Help them don't, in the way they want to be yes, helped. Don't that's talk, huge. talk, 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 and talk their ear off about what they need to change and what they need to do that's different. Mm -hmm. Instead, just be like a guiding light for them. Like yeah. sometimes all it takes is just being that one person in the room continuously with integrity. People will notice. People will see that. They're going to see that you're enjoying your life. They're going to see that you have your shit together. They're going to understand like this is a trustworthy, reliable, genuine person. And they derive <clears throat> all of that happiness from the things that they're doing. Oh, sure. That's and then like it, all of my friends. I look up to seeds. every one of my friends and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and honestly, Sia, that's probably why you have your life together and why you feel so content right now. Because it's like, if you can look at all your friends and think those things, like for me, I would say the majority of the people that I have around in my life are people that I look at and I'm like, wow, you know what? You really inspire me. Yeah. Like, you you absolutely should not be like the smartest person in the room. You shouldn't be like the strongest person. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be, no. and take that and apply it to, like you need to surround yourself with, everyone needs at least one person in their little inner circle that is like the vision of what they see for themselves. And I'm not saying try to become another person because no, like, like we, you pick away, you, you see traits, you see qualities in other people and you add those to your bucket. But first you have to understand how they even exhibit that quality to begin with. Yeah. And the what was the behind the scenes work that, that they did? Us, yes. Even if they're doing a completely different. How did they program their computer? Yes. Because like the, you know, other than the very first person that programmed a computer, like we use ideas from other people to create our own. Yeah. No original like, thoughts. Are you no, like, never, no. never. It's always some based off of some other person's blueprint and you make your own tweak and we just continuously find a slightly better way to do things. And that's what I talked about in this last episode is like, you have to go down all of the bad paths to understand what the good paths are. Sure. You have to 
place that filter on and realize like, okay, this is what's going to work for me. But just because this works for me, just because you're content, Sia, in life doesn't mean that you're done your work, right? Like yeah. we're not living to be content. We're living to figure out what is the step to go higher. Yeah. Like how do we reach our potential? Will yeah. we ever reach our potential? We Maybe we won't, it. but it's yeah. like, it's not about reaching your potential because we can't really define our potential. Yeah. Like only you God can, only God yeah. knows our potential. And you're it's thinking like, you're at like 75% of what you think is hundred percent. Yeah. Don't know. And no people love to spread that logic with like running and stuff where it's like, you know, you, when you think that your body's out, you still got like what 70% so or something left in the tank. And, it, and it's, it's, it's true. It is meant, it's all comes down to mental discipline. This is why I said that disciplining your mind is much more important than disciplining, or I guess training your body because by training your mind, training your body is going to become so much easier. Yeah. And it's the whole concept of all these different topics in the podcast is taking things back to square one yeah. in order to improve on the things that are further down the line. Because if you can really, really establish the strong foundational pillar of I am strong in my mental fortitude, I am confident in my convictions, I understand like what I am doing that is wrong, and I'm going to have an action plan on how to change it. And you see, you fundamentally see what does my day look like? What does my week look like? Am I actually accomplishing the goals that I'm doing? Yeah. And if I'm not, what do I change? And how, do, how does that whole program work? And I hope you understand a little bit more now of how your brain works and how it functions kind of like a computer. That's the best analogy that um, really resonates with me. A great little exercise that I would encourage you all to do now, Nate can do it too, I'll do it too, is like look around right now and whatever environment you're in, Look at all of the blue colored objects around you. Okay, now. It's <laughs> a lot of blue. Now look at all the yellow. Only focus on all the yellow in your environment. Oh, I should have done blue and orange. Go get it. <laughs> Whatever, not important. But do you see what I mean? Like you're only focused on the yellow when you're focused on the yellow. And you're only focused on the blue when you're focused on the blue. So if you have the blues and the yellows in order in your mind, everything else is going to be in order. If you, that's how your brain works. Like it is only going to pick out in your environment the things that you know you want it to pick out. So program it well. And how do you do that? Very, very, very easy to do that. You first need to dial down, know what you want, write it all out like a stream of consciousness. It doesn't have to be, I want this, comma, and this. You don't need to be grammatically correct. You know, just write out everything that comes to mind and maybe you'll go over a page or maybe you'll only get to half a page. It's not it's not so important, but you want it. And I even said, like, do it on a sticky note if you want. Write on everything you think you want right now and write it as if you already had it. So what does it look like? Again, it's like if you were to get interviewed in 10 years or 100 years or 50 years and you have made it. What does that look like to you? Maybe you're very faithful. Maybe you have acquired so much wealth. Maybe you have 25 kids. Like, I don't know, whatever it is you chase and what you think drives you. It's that future self freedom. You work, you know, you have a bunch of assets. It's all yeah. passive income. Or, you know, maybe you don't care about that stuff as much. Maybe you're set up and you have four trust funds. Like, you know, whatever you want, like, you need to know that. And in order to know that, you need to write it out. You need to have a stream of consciousness. Just flow. Write it all out. And then after that, it's simply knowing how to get there and how to get there is by being disciplined and focusing on only the stuff that gets you there focusing on only ask stuff. yourself the people every the time diet. how is this good for me like yeah. you have to critically analyze why everything that you're this? doing whenever you're doing something at least in the back of your head be asking yourself the question why? why you have to put the why behind everything because you are wasting time if there's not a why behind the things that you're doing if you find yourself at like 
like a party or whatever and you're just drinking because everyone around you is drinking and you ask yourself the question i mean it's hard in that moment to ask that question because it's probably the last thing you're thinking about you're just trying to have a good time but if you sit there and you're like why am i doing this and your answer is because everyone else is that's not a good answer yeah. because everyone else does not have the same goals as you like yeah. every you ha it's all the way down to the most tiny minute oh, things yeah. and you need to start being aware in those small moments like pay attention to the things that aren't often paid attention yeah. to yeah yeah Every single Everything. thing that you do goes into this giant culmination of who you are. Yeah. And we like to ignore the stuff that we consider like the small, like, you know, you hear people say like, oh, like I'm just like a social drinker, like I'm a social smoker. And I'm just using that because it's easy examples. But it's like, that is not you making a decision for yourself. That's you doing something because it's the social norm for that moment. Or it's time. just repetition like, and it's habit repetition and you've done it Because you've yeah. reinforced it. Like for, for myself, um, up until just the past couple months, you know, every time I ever went to like a party with friends or like had a gathering with my buddies or whatever, it was always like once one of us cracks open a beer, we're all cracking open a beer. And it's just the boys having a good time with a beer. And it's like, why do you need to do that? Yeah. Like I got to a point where it's like I didn't even know if I could like have fun at like a social gathering if I didn't just like have a beer in my hand. Yeah. Like and it didn't even like it made no difference. And then I finally decided this one time I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and I'm just not going to drink. Yeah. It's that simple. I personally don't and drink and sometimes like never undervalued the the significance of a pros cons list. Yeah. And sometimes the benefits don't outweigh the cons for something you do in your life. So maybe it's, I don't know, a bad habit. Like it could be anything, but benefits don't outweigh the cons. Therefore you remove it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and that's so important because you need to critically analyze why you do the things you do. And if it's, if you don't know, that's even worse because you can really like figure it all out and you can sit down with yourself and say, why do I do that? And right. then if you don't know, figure it out. And then if you do know, you're like, well, is that a good enough reason? Yeah. You know? like sometimes you do know why you're doing it, but it's maybe it's just not a good reason. reason. That's still, it's just yeah. It's a product of habit. Learn and, to say no. And again, everything's made up. Like, alcohol is made up. I was looking at this. <laughs> what is it? The guy from Spider-Man with a British accent. He's so funny. He has, like, a... He was on a podcast, and I was listening to it, and it was a clip. And he was like, you know, imagine if I was to come out with alcohol. Like, you know, I don't know if I said... Talking about Tom said, Holland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Him. <laughs> um, I'm not really well-versed in all right. that. I but he's on. so good. And he was like, in his British accent, he said, and go look this up if you don't know what I'm talking about. He's like, imagine if I were to come out with alcohol today and I told people, like, you know, drink this. It can either make you really happy or really sad or really aggressive or make you do something really stupid. You'd be like, nah, man, keep your funky juice. Like, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I thought about it. I'm like, wow, like, I hope everyone on the face of this earth watches this video. And I'm not saying you have to give up alcohol if that's, you know, one of your vices or maybe you drink at weddings or maybe you drink at, you know, whatever it is you do is fine. I'm just saying you need to know why you do things. If it's something that you just get home and you reach for, you know, a beer or like every Friday night you sit down and you have, or like you have why a smoke. Are you or, why are yeah, you doing and, it? And like, most likely, like, I don't want to speak for everyone here, but like it, it very often comes from a problem stemming in your own brain that you're choosing instead of addressing, you're choosing to mask. Yeah. Like these habits, these like, I get to a party immediately drink. Like I go to parties all the time. Why do I do that? Like I, I come home from work and I'm already drinking or weekend means party, mm -hmm. weekend means smoke, like that kind of stuff. It's like you're, you're giving yourself an out to not sit with your own self in its genuine state. Yeah. Because it's a scary thing to do when you haven't it done self-assessment. It's like you need to get to a point, like I keep saying this over and over and over and I'll, I'll continue to sound like a broken record. 
You need to get to a point where you can sit with yourself for like a full day doing nothing. (laughs) Like you should be able to do nothing and sit there with your own thoughts and not feel scared of like yourself. And you can only do that by actually addressing your problems. Yeah. Genuinely feeling them out, understanding putting the why behind everything. Yeah, like, but also the good things. You yes, know, like, you should also you should be familiar with why, what you're good at. Because if, no, no, like, I'm saying doing, like, just like you have bad vices, like, if you do, maybe you don't, but the good habits you do have, like, analyze those. Why do I do that? Yeah, you're why right. I've I been exercise? very, very negative topics here, but yes, yeah, you should no, reinforce like, all the good things exercise? that you're doing. Like, why do you exercise? I'll just ask you right now, because the blood flow to your brain, or maybe it, you know, produces dopamine, it sets you up for your day, like, whatever it is, because on the hard days, like, if you know that, subconsciously you don't like directly think of this every morning you're like ah there ain't no way i'm working out before work today i do not have time it's 5 a.m i'm tired or yeah you know but and then you're like wait but i know my why like right, right, i'm gonna get yeah. down on the yoga mat it's not like <laughs> that um it's all subconscious your brain's a computer you're just gonna do it on autopilot so you have to know the good and you have to know the bad and everything in between you have to 100%. know why why do you do this why do you make your bed first thing in the morning why do you and when you sit down and think about it it inspires you and feels you to do everything else i think that it's really like brilliant to to put that why behind everything because i i like to use anecdotal experiences here so you guys can kind of understand like you know i don't want to just be conceptualizing things and not talking about examples but like exactly what you're saying is something that i was experiencing just this past couple weeks with school where it's like if you don't especially when you're striving toward new things and trying to accomplish goals and stuff it is very very hard to put the care the genuine care that is needed to get those good results if you don't have the why so for me like I really, really am interested in like orthopedics for physical therapy, specifically orthopedics. And it's allowed me to get into this mindset of like, well, you know, we're almost done second year. We're about to go off into clinic and everything. So I only need to focus on orthopedics because neuro is not that important to me and cardio is not that. But in the reality, it's like, why are you sacrificing your ability to be the best at everything rather than just the best at one thing? Like you're, I'm reinforcing to myself that like, it's okay for me to not try as hard as I can with these other things just because I don't have the same burning passion behind it as I have with orthopedics. Passion is very important, and passion is a driver for success, but a real, you know, a person of integrity, a person with true dedication to their craft is the one who can commit to these things without constantly having that burning passion behind it. You have to create your own passion and your own reasons and your own why. Like, I had a friend tell me, well, why don't you care that much about neuro PT just because you're going to be orthopedics? Like you think you're never going to have an, a neurologically involved patient in your orthopedic setting? Yeah. Like a lot of them are. And it makes me realize like, and I'm, I'm also have a clinical rotation coming up where I'm going to be working specifically in acute care with neuro patients. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. that yeah. We have, sweet. we have to do one of them. So it's like, yeah. you have to do one ortho, one ortho, one uh, acute care, and then like one out of area. So okay. I'm, I think I'm going to work at like Tampa general or Sarasota Memorial or something. But anyway, um, <laughs> the point being, that's not okay for me to now be putting in, you know, least effort for maximal results just to pass these exams and get through this neuro class when I'm going to have patients in not even a year from now counting on that knowledge that I'm supposed to be obtaining right now to like properly treat them, mm-hmm. you know? So, and there, there's a why, yeah. like my friend reminded yeah. me of that why last night. And I was like, wow, yeah, I have no excuse for the way I've been like kind of putting this off and yeah. putting all my focus into one pillar. You need to address your whole basket. You can't yeah. just like not the one egg. You and know? if you don't know what you want, I know a lot of people don't know. Like they're in college, you're like, well, yeah, you just got to get a degree. And like that's a whole nother thing. I don't yeah. really believe in higher academia and all that. I mean, I'm, you know, going but to you're going to law school. school but it's different. I mean, it's very radical the way I think sometimes I'm like, hmm, maybe we'll change this next week. But who knows? I think though, 
a lot of people don't know what they want. A lot of people I know don't know what they want. You know, no one, have you ever heard that quote? It's like, no, I don't dream of labor. Like, that's so funny. Like, I don't have a dream job. Like, I think about that and I'm like, yeah, neither do I. Like, yeah, yeah. I do want to go to law school. I mean, I'm starting law school in a few months, but it's like. Because everyone's goal is just to have enough passive oh, income yeah. and not work, right? Oh, yeah. No that's one wants to is. actually You're work for a living. Freedom and peace. Yeah. Again, it all fundamentally boils 100%. down to peace. But it's like. You also got to attain wealth to live a prosperous life and to be able to, you know, give, build generational wealth and yeah. to create financial abundance for your kids and your spouse and, you know, for your parents, whatever it is, your siblings. But a lot of people don't know what they want. And it's like, one, I would say if you're ever stuck, be in service to others. Go volunteer for a day or maybe an hour, maybe 20 minutes, and you'll see how quickly you'll feel fulfilled. 100%. Because you're, you're on this earth to help other people. First, help yourself. And you said this in the last podcast. And I was like, yes. And I listened Pe to it people twice. People are here for it's each other. It's such a good podcast. Yeah. yeah we no. seem to forget that, especially in American society, because we're very individualistic. Yeah. And it's different in cultural I think settings, that's why I know? love the Japanese culture so much and why I've gotten so interested in reading about everything, because they're incredibly collectivist. Everything yeah. they do is based on an honor system. Yeah. They don't want to let down their peers. Like, everything is – they conduct themselves in a way that brings – honor to not only themselves but to everyone, everyone around them and it's like together. why don't we yes. live like that like yeah. i understand that like you know politics and stuff are different in different countries but yeah. like america was founded on the basis of people like working together you gotta like, understand we we're the most diverse country on earth yes people and we side of that we didn't like, get to this point alone like no. we didn't it wasn't just a bunch of like solo feats that got us to where we yeah. are like wars you know like political strife everything like it always came down to like americans working together oh, to like yeah. accomplish a and goal working hard. people yes yeah. people working hard and working together yes. in tandem with each other will always be more powerful than one person on oh, their own sure. individual effort for sure and we've gotten so deep into this concept in our in our culture in our society of like you have to be different mm -hmm. you have to be unique and people just become self-centered and don't yeah. look at the people around them yeah. not, not only do they not try to help the people around them but they don't even like Try to help themselves. They don't try too. to help themselves with yeah. the people around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I'm saying you have tools everywhere. Always ask for help. Always try to. You it's know, intimidating like, because we're we're we were pretty much raised in a society where it's it's very very quickly shifting to like we have no interpersonal skills anymore yeah. because everything's over the phone. Nobody like people just text now. People are on like video games and like you never have this like face to face interaction anymore. Discussions and discussions and, and talk about like. Where did the days go of like going to like last night? I went to like a like a cigar lounge with one of my buddies, and we literally just talked about life for like yeah, three yeah. hours, and it was like it's so old timey, right? Yeah, and it's like you sit <laughs> there and you're like, I love doing that. It's so nice. It's yeah. just like very refreshing. It's Island like girl, cigar girl. <laughs> where did this go? Like, yeah. <clears throat> why do we not look to each other for help anymore? That cultural it is not, not embedded into it. It is not weakness sure. to. <clears throat> sorry, I'm clearing my throat so much. Um, <laughs> it's not weakness to ask for a hand yeah. to ask for help for somebody like to like, you know like a soldier in battle like your buddy's gonna help you out like that doesn't you make you to. weak you, you have to. to that's what makes you better yeah and then you know if you don't know what you want be in service to others volunteer and, and not even if you don't know what you want if you know what you want but you're like oh dude I've been fixated on this for years and now I'm like getting to the end and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to study for nursing school or MCAT. Right. Or I don't want to go out and like, you know, use my life savings to sponsor or like fund this venture that may or may not work. Like a lot of people get to that point and they're like, I thought I wanted this my whole life. Be in service to others. Go and volunteer. Help people around you. Help old people. Go call your grandparents. Do something for them. That will bring you a sense of fulfillment that will just inspire you. You'll get inspired yes. by every environment you place yourself. And you, if you want it, if you want that. And the other thing I would like to say is if you don't know what you want and you're like, you know, you got your stuff together, but you're like, I don't know. Like, I'm not motivated by the whole, like, 
dream job. Like, I don't dream of working. That's me for sure. I do not dream of labor. Like, all I want to do is lay on a beach. I want to, you know, work out. I want to see my friends and I want to get matcha lattes. But you have to earn that. And I want to, you know, go buy yeah. flowers. But you have to earn that. And the thing is, um, if you don't know what you want, write down everything you that you see is a tangible, attainable possibility. And then start crossing it out. That's how you eliminate. You know, you start eliminating like, ooh, I could not see myself being like a neurosurgeon. Cross it out. Uh, I could never goals. see myself <laughs> doing what you're going to do, like going to PT. You know, you're about to graduate PT school and live this amazing life in service to others and helping them on their journey. And like, nope, cross it off my list. I don't think I could do that. Um, you know, being a teacher, I don't think I could do that. Cross it, like whatever it is for you. And then you boil it down to the things that you might want to do and explore those possibilities. And um, advice I received a long time ago was, um, it was from my dad actually, he said, if you know or you know of people that are really successful in a specific field that you are interested in, look up their bio on the internet, you know, see their whole bio, see where they went to school, see what degrees they obtained, see what, you know, organizations they're involved in with philanthropies they associate with, and replicate it. It's 100%. like clockwork. Like, it's so easy. Get in a room with them, ask them for 10 minutes of their time. Show up in their office, have the bravery to just walk in and say, how did Show you get up. to this seat right and here? And I guarantee you they will respect that because I do that all the time and it's open doors for me all the time. And it's like, I know in 10 years from now, or maybe even two years from now, when someone comes knocking on my door, I'll be like, sure, dude, like, let's sit down, have a right. good coffee, like, let's talk. Because like, those I are the people, those are exactly the kind of people that I was saying earlier, where it's like, too. those are the people that have already gone through the whole thought process and decided I'm ready and yes. I, I'm looking for the help. Those are the people that are reaching out the hand that are willing to accept your help. Oh, for so sure. those are the ones that you actually need to help. And it's like, hopefully everyone sees it that way because when you're the person in the position of looking for help Definitely. and you're the one that has the bravery to go and ask questions to those people and, you know, reach out that hand and say like, hey, you're successful and you're doing what I see myself doing. So yeah. how, did, how did you do it? Yeah. Like those are important tools that without asking, you're going to be kind of like, trying to pave this path without any knowledge of like, we use the past to, f to shape the future. We do. We learn from the mistakes of the past and we also use like the successes of the past to guide our future. Yeah. So like when you have all these successful people that already exist in the world that are quite literally at the end game of what you're trying to do with your life and your career, why are you not picking their brain and talking to them yeah. about how they got there? Yeah. Like it's the ultimate connection for you to have to understand like this all seems so hard and so like unattainable and I don't know how I'm going to get there, but like, this guy right here yeah, literally got, got there. He'll so tell how, you about how did he do it? Right. He'll tell you about his mistakes, or maybe he doesn't, you know, regret anything in the past, and he'll inspire you in another way. Or maybe he'll talk about his side hobby of playing tennis, and then you realize you like playing tennis, <laughs> right. and then you'll go like, like you never know what you'll gain from every interaction, and you never know what you're helping someone else gain from every interaction. So go into every interaction with an open mind, even if you believe that that person is so different than you, oh, yeah. and you don't want to be. And on that same note, though kind of different though but on that same note don't take advice from anyone you don't want to be like and I'm not saying you know if you talk to a famous chef who like you know doesn't let's just say he doesn't exercise or he doesn't um I don't know he doesn't have he's not married and you want to be married or whatever like I'm not saying they have to be fulfilled in every aspect of their life that you want to be like I'm saying whatever it is that you 
want in life and you're asking them for advice or they're giving you advice, only take advice from people you want to be like in that right. area. Right. That of master your life. chef, take advice from them on, on their, their chefing on their ability skills. and their culinary skills, but oh, don't ask sure. them about their marriage or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like, I, I get what you're saying. They, yeah. They, yeah it's not so everyone is a mentor for every aspect. No, you're never going to find no. that perfect person who is literally like that. And that's the cool part about being unique and having that individualism is like, maybe 70% of the goals on your list of goals and what you see for your future self align with someone who's already done that, but there will never be a 100% match to another person. Like you're never going to have a person where you can talk to and take every single little bit of advice from them and be like, I'm going to use this in my life. Definitely. You're you're just not not because no two people are identical. Also, Sia just pulled an entire pile of shark teeth out of her pocket and I'm trying not to laugh right now. This jacket was in my car. (laughs) So I was like, what is in? Are they crumbs? Like, I didn't know what was in here. Those are shark teeth, right? Yeah, there's like 15, 20 shark teeth. That's pretty random. I found on the beach the other day. Okay, hold on. I'm going to put these aside. Um, (laughs) Essentially, you need to, if you know where you're headed, you cannot listen to the advice of other people if it's negative like I that's a huge thing I mean you know there's a lot of people in your life that you respect and you value highly and maybe they do great things but if they give you negative advice they're just projecting what their current mindset is maybe it's that day maybe they didn't get enough sleep last night or maybe they wouldn't say the same thing tomorrow or maybe after giving you this advice they think back on it and they're like oh I wish I didn't say that to oh yeah you know that's everyone thinks like that what is it the shower thoughts I'm different I don't really have thoughts that go in and out like that like I just I'm kind of scroll brain all the time. Just kind of an empty brain, yeah. You know, the spilled you, you milk know. carton, like Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, I was one of those not allowed to watch SpongeBob kids, but I don't know that reference. Um, <laughs> that I'm explains sure all of it. That explains the problem. <laughs> listen, listen. I really think though that, you know, you hear people say things who are very successful. That's like that say things like, you know, life gets less exciting as you grow older. Like, oh, you know, you want to book that trip to Italy? Do it now because once you settle down and have kids, and it's like, listen. That's your reality. That's your perception. And maybe that can change tomorrow if you if you allow it to change and yeah. you want it to change and you drive that change. But you cannot take the perceptions from everywhere or else you won't have clarity. Hundred percent. I love that. That was a that was a very good way to come to a conclusion here. I think that <laughs> um, if you consistently allow these people that are uh, you don't understand what's happening behind the scenes of these people's lives. So when you they don't. come to you and you know that someone's going through a difficult time or not addressing problems if you go to someone for advice and they talk negatively about like what's to come like that it's just you have to take everything with a grain of salt it's like yes. you're, you're not going to sit there and whatever you do don't take everything that anyone ever tells you or anything that you read in a textbook is just like solid fact and don't take it because as malicious they might no, be trying no. to help you they could be trying to and it's, it's right simply way. their projection yeah. of their own emotions yes. it's like almost like they're trying to give advice to themselves they, yes there's a lot you. of people yes there's a lot of people that's a very <laughs> good point that like when you receive negative advice from people or things you perceive as negative or kind of like hopeless or like wow like why is this person so like down in the dumps they're talking to you as if they're talking to like their previous self and maybe they just had like a negative experience that caused a lot of like cascade of emotions and mm-hmm. kind of like lost that trust in themselves and decided like it's people that allow themselves to sit in that hole instead of pulling themselves out of it. And some people's hole is really big and they just they think that there's no getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So instead they just go around telling everyone like, oh, man, you know, you have no idea what's to come. And like <laughs> it gets really cloudy down the road. Enjoy yeah. while you're young. Like, yeah, yeah, but in reality, it's like. Honestly, I think that the, like the best is yet to come for anyone as long as you actually believe that. Like yeah. you are in this exact moment right now, you are the least capable, least successful, least cool version of yourself that you'll ever be. That's so, so true. I think that that's I've like I've never heard that before. I just thought of it. Isn't I that kind of cool? You did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so clarity. <laughs> it's, it's some, amazing things it's inspiring that can shit. 
<laughs> I, yeah, no, but seriously, like right now, regardless of how successful you feel, maybe you do feel like you have your shit together and you do feel like you're doing really well in life and everything's just really coming together and you're, you're, you're riding one of those highs. You have to realize that unless you just completely stop all the work that you're doing, this is literally the lowest point in your life right now. So like true. you can wow. only go up from here. Wow. So if you're at a low point, maybe that's, you know, a nice thing to hear. And if you're at a high point, maybe that's a really nice thing to hear because <laughs> you have already done all the work. You've already, you are a culmination of everything that's already happened to you in your life, all of your experiences, all of your perceptions. You molded this life for yourself. You created this person that you are now, and you have the full ability to continue working down that path and just continuously, like, you know, hammer chisel on the statue and carve it into exactly what you want to see. And right now, maybe it looks really cool to you, but 50 years from now, when you add all the details and the little, like, you know, contours and everything, yeah. it's going to look even cooler. So. Yeah. You can only go up from here. Chipping away at it incrementally 1% percent every day. That's accredited to, oh my gosh, what's his name? Something, his name is like Clear. His last name is Clear. The guy who wrote Atomic Habits. Amazing guy. James Clear, maybe? Oh, I don't know. The professor uh, literally just recommended amazing. that book to me. Should I read oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have it. I'll give it to you. Oh, perfect. My uncle actually bought it for me a while ago, and he gave me the advice. He's like, read, read it, and reread it. And re That's another uh, yeah. thing I want to talk about, reading. That is like the quickest way to build intelligence and to be more cohesive with your thoughts to have you know to speak better like I always realize like when I take a few days off reading I can't form English sentences <laughs> like I I mean it's maybe from like speaking other languages or trying to learn other languages I know you're learning Japanese right now um I'm working on like my Hindi my Urdu and my Arabic oh, but like That's you know combo. sometimes I'm like oh wait hold on I did not mean to say that word but you know when you think cohesively or when you read you think cohesively and you speak cohesively and everything is just better. So I would say read for five minutes a day, maybe 20 minutes, maybe two minutes, but read a little bit every day and it can infinitely help your intelligence. I would 100% agree with that. I think that I became big brain as soon as I started reading. Yeah. And it's like- And you reread. You, you do reread because notes the stoic, again, another stoic quote is basically like, never read anything <laughs> just for surface value. Like yeah. you want to read things to truly understand them. That's why in that daily stoic book, they give you, actually I have it with me right now. Oh, wow. um, they give you a daily entry that's only like maybe a paragraph to a page long. So you get you get a quote from like <clears throat> usually Marcus Aurelius or Seneca or Marcus something like the Aurelius. the very you know um, I had a cat named after that. Well, really? Yeah, my parents named my two cats Max and Ori after oh, Maximus and Aurelius. That's that's awesome. See, so you should you should read I don't this even book. I know who this guy is. Okay. You should watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a really great movie that goes along with those characters. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's from. Anyway, they give you very very small tidbits. Okay. Because the purpose is to like, you don't just read it and that's that. Like you read it at the beginning of your day. You read it halfway through mm. your day. You read it after something really good happens. You read it after something really bad that's happens. Cool. And then come back to it at the end of the day. The first time I read this book, I think I didn't get nearly as much out of it as I'm doing this time because oh. I just, I woke up every morning and it wasn't even like, sometimes I didn't really get the information from here to here up into mm -hmm. my head. I was just reading it so that I stayed consistent with reading it. But now I'm rereading it this year, the whole thing all the way through, and I read it once in the morning. Wow, I read that's it again. Cool. If something bad happens in my day, I read yeah. it again, give myself like my, my reminder, you know, kind of baseline myself, and then at the end of the day, I read it again. And basically, my goal is to try to implement that that piece of knowledge, that um, that tactic, or that advice, or just life philosophy, somehow integrate that at some point in my day. Yeah. And then good. I come back to it at the end of the day and reread it. And it, did I do it? Yeah. Did I not? All right. Let's try harder tomorrow. That's amazing. And it's really, really helped me. And it's it it really reading this book, like starting <laughs> off with something as simple as just yeah. like a, a daily entry book. Yeah, yeah. It gets you into actually wanting to read because 
<clears throat> this book is like a constant reference to other books and other reading materials that I ended up buying. I bought all these books that are connected to this one that they reference all the time, and then I read all of those too. That's so cool. And then each I didn't of, read one of these each books. of those books references an, another book, and it's like okay, so now I have this whole library in my room of like stoic philosophical like Japanese like all this crazy stuff like I yeah. read like Art of War and Book of Five Rings I recommended that one in the last podcast Way of the Samurai I like I haven't read any of these it's, mm. I'll have to give you a, yeah, yeah. I got a good reading list for you but good. you gotta trade me Atomic Habits yeah I will give you that but yeah the point is the more you read the more you learn and knowledge sure. is the most valuable thing in this world and it makes you a more interesting person uh, yeah. it makes you a more valuable person and it makes you more confident in yourself because it's like the wider scope you have of this world the more you understand the more you delve into like that concept of you know, maybe not be a master at everything, but familiar, familiarize yourself with everything to be better at the things that you do. Yeah. That's, that's the core of everything. Yeah. So it's, it's also one of those things where the more knowledge you acquire, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know anything. And, and that's the craziness of this world, isn't it? It's like you have infinite knowledge, you have infinite capabilities. You can learn anything, but not everything. Anything, but yeah. not everything. I mean, but try to learn everything, try to understand everything. Um, you never know what might intrigue you um, until you're in that environment. Place yourself in good environments. If you take one thing away from this, I would say write out what you want, what you think you want in this moment, and you don't need to look at that paper ever again. You can put it under you know, a notebook deep down in your desk or whatever, um, but know that. And I really like how you have that sort of structure, Nate, in your day where you look back at that book and you see and you grab advice from it, and it's it's very emotionally intelligent to do something like that. You know? That's my daily assessment. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't always that's write it all assessment. down. But that, it doesn't have to be like a journal. No, like, it doesn't. No. But it started as that, and that's why I recommend for people to start that way because, you know, this is like a very honed-in version of that kind of like life tactic. But yeah. that is literally what it is. It's taking some kind of philosophical guide to your life or to your emotions or to your feelings. There's a different topic every month in the book. Yeah. Uh, this topic is perception. That's why it, oh, really? yeah, 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 I'm, I'm coinciding that. a lot of topics I with the podcast. It makes it a lot easier to talk about. But yeah, you come back to it at the end of the day and it's it's a simple assessment of did I do, one, did I do what I said I was going to yeah. do? Did I uphold that trust in myself? Two, um, did it benefit me and how did it benefit me? How yeah. was I able to control those situations better than I would have previously? Mm -hmm. And three, uh, how can I continue to integrate this into my life to sure. get myself closer to that sure. ideal yeah. day? But, yeah. um, for me, I, I've, you can do this so many ways, so don't just like think that one of our ways will work for you. There's a lot of practical things out there, and I encourage you to look at that. Twist it your own way, for, for me, sure. For me, like, I, I really resonated with the Benjamin Franklin Journal, and I'm actually, I just pulled it out of my little briefcase bag right here, and he just has like a culmination of values that he adheres to. I'm not going to read them all off for you. You can look them up if you want. Um, but they include things like moderation, avoid extremes, balance, sincerity, use no hurtful deceit, think innocently and justly, and if you speak, speak accordingly. Like tranquility, be not disturbed at trifles or accidents common or avoidable. Sounds be like and Musashi. Move on. It's great. Like um, he even says, like humility, imitate people like Jesus and Socrates, and smile a lot, talk a lot. Like those are very important things, and I don't look at that every day. I look at that maybe like once every two. It's things days. to come back to. But you should always come it's back values. to those things. You have to know what you value. Um, yes, and your principles. Reground yourself more. in your principles. For sure, for sure. So, so I would definitely. Um, I would definitely encourage you to look at more practical tidbits of ways of doing things, ways of flourishing, ways of structuring your day in order to reflect. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's so much out there and I am so excited for listening to your future podcasts and um, doing all those things. I mean, it's, it's really important. It's really important to chip away at it 1% each day.
absolutely and it's it's funny because it's like now i'm looking at this and i'm like man we had everything to talk about and we chose anything we wanted and now there's everything left so i'm glad that we talked about these things and this is a really good session so thank you for being on the show and thank you guys for listening uh this is a much longer one than usual but i think that there's a lot of valuable stuff in here and i, I knew we would ramble because there's no one that talks more than me than sia but um yeah this is great stuff and uh Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm going to post this on Monday, like I always do. Again, it's going to be bi-weekly, Monday mornings, 5 a.m. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for you guys. So I will see you two weeks from now. Thank you so much, Sia, for being on the show. I appreciate you having me. I had a great time. Of course. And um, like I always say, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. <laughs> Whenever you're listening, uh, you've been listening to the PTQ podcast live from Painting with a Twist. <laughs> Studio, not the classic studio. Not the studio, not That's the recording all right. studio. It'll probably That's be a new one every it. week at this point. <laughs> all right. Take care, guys. Have a good one.